It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hey there, girlfriends. It's Kathy Alessandra with another episode of Yes, I Can Living. I'm super excited to have you here and help support you in living that great big yes. Now, if you haven't already subscribed to the magazine, be sure you hop on over. We have a new issue coming out that is absolutely stellar, all about focusing fearlessly and uh, would love to get that in your hands. So head on over to yesicanliving.com forward slash subscribe, and we will get that in the mail to you right away. So today we have Alice Hinckley, and um, I'll read her official bio in a minute, but Alice and I have known each other for, I'm guessing it's been about 15 years um, or so. I think we actually met at the E-Women, uh, E-Women Network Conference in Dallas. Was that our first meeting? I'm not sure. It's been so long. It's been awesome. Um, but she's an amazing lady and has so much value to offer. So let me read you her, um, her official bio. Alice is the author, dynamic trainer, and admired mentor for entrepreneurs, especially women building a business in direct sales and network marketing. With over 30 years experience as an entrepreneur, Alice recognizes one small change or step can produce far-reaching results. She's passionate about empowering women to excel in all areas of their life. Alice has gained particular popularity with women in the network marketing and direct sales industry by helping women create steady income from a home-based business. Alice leads her own direct sales team of over 900 women and a few good men to be the boldest versions of themselves. So Alice, welcome to um, today's show. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here, Kathy. You have such a wonderful audience of women and anything we can do to help empower women to be more confident and take their lives from ordinary to extraordinary, I'm happy to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You are, you've always been very giving in that way and, and, you know, really a woman empowering and supporting other women. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk, um, you know, I've worked with some clients, there's been other people in my programs who have, you know, been in the direct sales, uh, you know, network marketing arena, right? And um, when you and I met, well, we'll have you tell your story in a minute, uh, but even speaking at the Ambitious Women's Conference, and I'm sure you'll talk about that as we get in this, um, you know, and what that's all about, but really supporting women in that industry too, because, um, you know, it's, it's like an entrepreneur, it's all about growing a business, growing relationships, engaging in relationships. I mean, it really is all about relationships. Hello, how have you and I stayed, you know, connected all these years, right? It's building that relationship. So if you would start by telling our listeners a little bit about, you know, when and how and why you started originally in the direct sales or network marketing industry and how it all has flown, uh, you know, for you. Wow. Well, Kathy, in December of 1989, okay, so I'm dating myself just a little bit there. <laughs> I had, that year I started my own tax practice. I'm a CPA by training and I still have a small tax practice. Um, and I went to a party to buy Christmas gifts. I was invited to a party. I didn't know anything about it. And I really liked the woman and she said something about you could do this too. And I thought, 
oh, this would be fun. I really joined, I got in direct sales for the community. I was at home by myself doing tax returns. And so I fell in love with it. I'm grateful that um, no one told me that until I earned a trip that first year when I got there, somebody's like, nobody ever earns the trip their first year. I'm like, well, I'm glad nobody said that to me. <laughs> you know, it's funny what we say to people, the thoughts we put, plant, the ideas we plant in people's minds. Right. So that was th over 30 years ago now. And I have all in that time, I was introduced to personal development. And I still to this day am, am do personal development every single day because I feel like, you know, it's really who you become that can help you have a better impact. And like you said, that's about relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was introduced to the idea of multiple streams of income at that point in my life. And now I just think it's so important. You know, I have a, well, Bob's pretty much retired now, but he had a custom home building business. And I have my CPA practice and I was a corporate trainer for a while, going from company to company, doing trainings. And I mentor, there are some women that are six-figure earners in direct sales companies to help, you know, raise their level. And I have my own direct sales team. So mm -hmm. I just think it's so important to have those multiple streams of income. And I've always loved the community and the personal development. And, you know, I don't mind the extra money either. <laughs> It allows me really, you know, as a six-figure earner in network marketing, you know, really network marketing is really more about people earning a little bit of money every month to help, you know, pay for gymnastics or if they want to get a massage once a mm -hmm. month. Or, but the, then there's that top 1% that sees it all of a sudden and works harder. And I say top 1% because if you're earning six figures in network marketing, you're definitely in the top 1%. Mm -hmm. But I love, I'm in the company I'm in now. I've been in a little over two years because I saw the opportunity to give back. 30 years ago when I got in that company, someone was, who was in their 50s mentored me. And now being, you know, at the time I was 55 years old and I was like, I went to a little retreat about two months in and I looked around and there were 80 women in that room and maybe five of them were my age or older. All the rest were in their 20s and 30s, maybe early 40s. And I thought, you know, someone poured into me when I was that age. And my life looked so different than it would have if I'd done tax returns 70 hours a week for my entire life, right? right. So, <laughs> so I just came home and I said to Bob, I'm like, I don't know, but I really think God is calling me to do this business and help as many women as possible, you know, change their lives. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to say to that? Who can argue with God? Right. And so we've really, um, you know, built our business honoring that he brought it to us. And we always say, say it's not about the product. It's about the women that we're helping and just having fun with and, um, you know, building leadership, the things that we teach and the way we encourage people. And I think this is for any entrepreneurial venture, the way you do that, you know, it has a far reaching impact and we don't see someone being kinder to their kids or nicer to their spouse or 
doing a random act of kindness for a neighbor. We don't get to see it all the time, but I like to think, you know, on my vision board this year, and I'll say, if you don't have a vision board, get a vision board. We used to call them treasure maps. I have done them for 28 years now. And at the top of mine this time, I have a big picture of a pebble in the pond and the ring effect, right? I just want us to be a pebble in the pond, all of us. for a better world and far reaching. And maybe we don't always get to see the results of that. I mean, and then sometimes we do, but we just know in our hearts that we're helping people become a better version of themselves. Right. I love that. I love that. Now, let me, let me clarify. We won't actually talk about the specific companies, but you, you, you said that in a couple of years ago, you stepped into one, but you'd also been in one for a number of years prior to that, right? It's a different company. Well, actually, Bob and I were in that company together in a completely kind of different company, a service company. We, you know, Kathy, here's what's great about direct sales and network marketing. We still earn a residual income from that company. And, um, so it's been 12 or 13 years now that we've been associated with them. In my 30-year career, I've been with four companies. And definitely, so, you know, just different things that really appealed to me at that time in my life. Right. Uh, but yeah, Bob and I did that together. And he's kind of, he's the one that keeps that going now. Yeah, awesome. So tell me about, you know, we talk about that you've got, you know, 900 women and a few good men on your team, you know, to grow that it takes, it takes, it takes a special kind of person uh, really to grow a team and particularly to that size. I would love it if you would give a tip or two um, to somebody who is maybe in network marketing or considering it about how you really grow a team like that. Well, Network marketing, the beauty of network marketing is it's all about leverage, right? A lot of people doing a little bit. I mean, J. Paul Getty is famous for the quote, and this isn't exactly right, but you get the idea, you know, that he'd rather have 1% of 100 people's efforts than 100% of one person's efforts. Right. Right. Because you could spread it out so much more. So I think the biggest key for building a team If you look at network marketing in general, probably 85% of the people are there for just that extra few hundred dollars or even maybe just for the discount that you get by being, uh, you know, associated with the company in that way. So if you want to build a strong team, yeah, you've got to get some leaders. You have to have some runners. But if you look at the percentages, that's going to be about 5% of the team. You're going to have 5% of the people that come on and they're going to do it. They fall in love. They're driven. They're going to do it whether you do it or not. Right. And then there's this 15 percent, this 10 to 15 percent in the middle that they do some, but they're not driven. You know, maybe they have a full time job that they love or maybe they are raising a family right now or caring for elderly parents or something, whatever that is. So I just like to think of those people, things can change in their life and they might go into the 5 percent group. But really, the 80 to 85 percent. The people that just want that extra income, that little extra income every month, that is the key. So what I like to talk about and what we really focus on is keeping what we call keeping those people around the campfire. So, you know, it's it almost makes me crazy sometimes when I see these ads about, oh, here's my fancy car. Here's this. I'm a millionaire (laughs) because that is the one percent. Right. What about the other ninety nine percent? So, yes, we shout out and give recognition to the people on our team who are the top sellers and the top 
in sponsoring and all that. But we make sure we do little contests and give away little things for people that are just having orders every month, right? Because the idea is, you know, I've heard people say, well, what do you, what about those people? Well, think about it, Kathy. If there are 500 people on my team doing $100 a month in volume, that's $50,000. That's what I mean by the leverage, right? right? So I think the number one thing for building a team specifically in network marketing is to remember all the people. Keep Mm -hmm. everybody around your campfire because some of them may be just like me. I joined at the beginning in January of 1990 was when I joined. I did it for for the community of women. I mean, we have people that join us because our community is amazing and our community is amazing, but we, we created that culture. And so I think to build a team and to scale a team, you have to decide what you want your culture to be. Yes. You got to be true to it. And you have to be so inclusive. And, you know, and that's, that applies to everyone. You right? know? It, it, absolutely, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And I think sometimes in network marketing, you know, uh, depending upon who your uh, upline is or whatever they call it in various companies, right? Um, because if that person is not supporting you and is not championing you and right, and sometimes when we get in and they're not, they don't really necessarily have that entrepreneurial, or men have that entrepreneurial mindset. And so it's hard to get that ball rolling and understand it takes time. Right. And so, you know, if you're looking to grow a team, I love this idea of keeping them around the campfire, right. And really engaging with your team members and, and championing them and, you know, celebrating them and, you know, encouraging them, but training them. I mean, I think it's, and that is what I have seen you create time and time again. And because of who you are and because of the giving nature that you have. Um, and I think that is just a, a really important piece to yeah. remembering if you're going to grow a, a successful team or not. And you, like you said, in anything. In anything. Because, I mean, maybe you're a solopreneur. Well, you do have a team. You have a graphic artist. Maybe you have a VA. I mean, you have right. to make those people feel special. I'll tell you something I've been doing this past probably 18 months, Kathy, that has really been effective. And that is whenever you're building a big team, people you want people to feel appreciated, right? And for specifically with network marketing, you want to reach down. It's not just the people you sponsor. You've really got to reach down into your team and tap the roots no matter how far down it goes. So one thing that we do And we teach our leaders to do is I arbitrarily send video texts and voice messages to people all over the team. You know, it may be somebody, I mean, my team's about 14 or 15 levels deep. I'm, it may be somebody, it's probably, I like to do it with people I've never even met. Right. Because they feel connected. You know, they see me on our team page doing lives and doing trainings and they see me, you know, doing things like that. I also want them to know that I'm a real human being. Right. And I just want to say hi and encourage them and that kind of thing. I think another thing for building teams is to show your vulnerability. I mean, I had an experience this week where someone literally said like three words and it got me all been out of shape. And and it made me doubt myself. You know, Mm -hmm. people think, oh, it's Alice. She never doubts herself. You know, that's not true. Now I know how to get out of it. What did I do? I stopped and I. Um, listen to my affirmations on my Think Up app. I love that app. You know, I reached out to my Bible study ladies and asked them to pray for me during a presentation I was going to do that was to thousands of people, and that this and this person was kind of negative about me doing that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, and I shared with our team, I said, look, you guys, I gave my power to that one person who I don't even know that well. Right. Right. How ridiculous is that? But I want you to know that that happens to me too. We're all human. Right. What yes. I have is strategies to get out of it. Right. Yes. So, yes. Exactly. Um, you know, I think those kind of things, you know, don't be the perfect leader, be the real authentic leader that people can approach and your team will grow. I mean, yeah. people come to our team. I mean, they're part of our community watching us, right? Because we have a community that's uplifting. We have a lot of people join our team because they've experienced the environment yeah. and they want more of it. Yeah. And I think, no, whatever kind of business you're in, when you're building a team, you want people to want to be part of your team, not have, you know, icky experiences. Right. So, Absolutely. I think that's vital. Yep. No, I I absolutely agree. And and you're right. And it goes to anybody, whether it's network marketing or anybody, you know, who is an entrepreneur and has team, whether it's a VA and that kind of thing, but, um, but specifically with what we're talking about here. So let me ask you this. Even with your family, Kathy. Oh, anyway, you could plug that to your family too, right? You want to keep your family or your roommates, right? It applies in all areas of life. That's what I love about network marketing and about personal development. You learn something for your business and all of a sudden you realize it applies in all the areas of your life. Absolutely. I mean, well, let's face it. I mean, you and I have known each other since I've been living the yes, I can life, right? And talking about it and preaching about it and sharing about it. And it is all about, you know, spreading that, um, the positivity, the authenticity, the the, the giving that all of that, I mean, it's really, um, and the appreciation, just even showing appreciation to somebody is so um, huge. Yeah. So let me ask you this, if, um, you know, through these, all these 30 years, um, what has been one of your biggest challenges and how did you overcome it? My biggest challenge, I think was embracing telling people I was a network marketing professional. You know, my identity was so much as a CPA in my tax practice and this professional person. And then when Bob and I got in that last company, I was like, look, I'm phasing out of my tax practice. So I want this to be my main thing, you know, network marketing to be my main thing. And it took a while before I stopped almost apologizing for being in network marketing or thinking less of myself because of it, because I was so, you know, oh, you're a CPA, that's so respected. And there are people that think network marketing is a scam. You know, I find that to be a joke when I've seen how many lives are changed by it. And the fact that, you know, all the companies that have been around for years and years and years, I mean, all the way Avon, you know, Tupperware, Mary Kay, (laughs) I could go on and on, right? I really don't think it's a scam. All that would have been shut down if it was. But I think really when I really embraced that and I started introducing myself to people as a network marketing professional, you know what I found out? There are a lot of people that don't even know what network marketing is, right? I mean, they'd be like, what's that? And then I would say, you know, like Mary Kay or Tupperware or Avon, you know. Right, right. But I think that was the biggest thing. And, and I call that one of the four Bs. And this is so important when you're in direct sales or network marketing. And that is you have to believe in your company. You have to believe in your product. But I think the two, because most people get in because they believe in a product, they love a product. And hopefully you choose a product that's a great company too. But you have to believe in the industry and be willing to stand for it. And I think that's a belief that has to be built. And of course, you have to believe in yourself. 
which is, as I, as we said all the time, it happens to all of us, right? We have moments of doubt. We just need to be ready, be prepared to help us get out of those moments of doubt. Right. Absolutely. So I think that was the biggest challenge. And I'm going to tell you, Kathy, I think it took me a couple of years. Yeah. You know, yeah. to really embrace that. And now when people ask, now people don't even know I'm a CPA. They find, <laughs> I mentioned, a, somebody sent me a message the other day. Oh, you said something about being a CPA in your thing. Do you, what, do you take in clients? I'm like, no, I'm getting rid of clients. <laughs> I'm going to be down to not many by the end of this year. This is a year of pruning the CPA right. business. But That's a good thing, right? Anyway, yeah. so I hope that helps people because it really is about, you know, embracing what you've decided to step into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what that is. I think the idea too of um, believing in your company and, and you commented about this, like look, looking into the um, doing your research, doing your homework before. Yeah. I mean, I get that we, we become passionate about a product and that, I mean, I, I did direct sales um, network marketing years ago, um, 28, 29 years ago, I sold discovery toys when my first daughter was born. Um, and then I also sold Mary Kay for a while uh, prior to that. Um, but, you know, making sure that the company is there and um, supporting the, the, uh, the people in what they're doing, too. I think that's, you know, and their ethics and all that. So that's an important thing to that's really important. remember. Yeah, yeah. Glad Very you brought that important. up. So if there was um, something you wish you knew before you began that you know now, um, what would that be? So what would, what would you be telling your younger self? I would be telling my younger self that you can't want it more for someone than they want it for themselves. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> really, I mean, we can teach people how to be successful, but we can't make them want to be successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, one thing that I say now all the time to people is my efforts will match your efforts. Right. Yeah. They show me that they're going to go fast and they want to do a lot Then I'm right there with them. If, you know, they take some three days to get back to me about something, then I mean, I'm not going to keep calling them and bug them. I'll tell you, if you're listening, I learned this from someone who earns six figures a month. So just get an idea about how many people must be on their team. And he taught me to say, and when you're done, call me back. Or, and when you're done, text me back, whatever it is. In other words, you give someone a task and it, they're responsible to let you know they need the next task. You're not supposed to chase them to see if they've done it yet. You'll make yourself crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So especially when in this business, we're, you know, we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. But if every person I sponsor, everyone that came onto our team, I was trying to make sure they were doing the next step. I would be, I, I would be crazy person. Yeah, so right. I loved that advice and I implemented that probably a decade ago now. And I teach my people all the time to say it. When you sponsor your new person, here's the first things we get them to do. And you say, when you're done, call me back. They will self-sort into, yes, I want to build quickly or I'm here for the discount. I'm here for the benefits of the product only. And so, right. you know, it, I think that's probably the number one thing I wish I'd known 30 years ago. Yeah. And Kathy, did you know that my first company was Discovery Toys? Was it really? <laughs> no, it was. 
Okay, no, I did not know that. 1990, we may have been there at the same time. Who knows? Very well might have been. I was there for a decade or more. So really? Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I was living in the Midwest at the time and and had my first little girl. And they were, I mean, I loved the toys. And it it was a way for me to get out, right? I mean, I was a new mom and feeling very much, you know, stuck at home. And I'm, <laughs> if you know me, anybody who knows me knows I'm very, you oh, know, stuck at home. Very, very social, right? Um, you know, and then at some point, shortly after there, I decided I wanted to create my own company. And that's when my first magazine was born. Oh, but, um, but I love that. I mean, Bobby, I'll tell you one other thing I love. I met the people and the relationships that you can make will become lifetime. I met Melinda Lilly, who you know, who's one of my dearest friends in the world, in Discovery Toys. We didn't really know each other, even though we both lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the time. And we were in Lake Tahoe, and they assigned us to be accountability buddies. And now we're like sisters, right? Right. Yeah, I love that. Almost 28 years later. Later. Yeah. I love all the relationships and the diversity of people and the things you learn about different cultures. Right. Really fun. Yeah. I love what you said too about you, you can you can drag a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And this idea of call me back when you're done. I mean, and and I can even see that in my coaching practice. You know, I'm I'm a big one on accountability. Um, but you know, there's there's something else that's holding you back and whatever. And um, so I, I love that that tip. You know, call me back, call me back when you're ready for the next step. Exactly. Great way to make sure that you're you are focused on the people who are really wanting to be focused on too and not spinning your wheels. Well, and you give attention to everyone just at their pace. I mean, if you, right. if you have someone join your team that really just loves the product and they're going to share with a few friends and you call them every day, you're making them crazy. Right. Right. So this way you meet people's needs, not where you want them to be, but where they want to be. Right. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So let me ask you this. How would you define success? I define success as being able to make choices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one thing about money. The money to me is freedom of choice mm-hmm. to be able to see a need and meet it, to be able to help your family if you need to, and it not be a strain on you. So success to me is to have that freedom of choice. And part of that is financial, but It's also, you know, success. People say success is wealth. Well, wealth is financial, but wealth is rich. Are you wealthy with relationships, right? Right. Are you wealthy in your spiritual life? Are you wealthy with your health? Mm -hmm. So it's so many more things than just the number in your bank account. Don't get me wrong. I want the number in my bank account to be strong. But I also want to have those beautiful relationships, people I can call on when I have moments of doubt and say, can you hold me up? Can you cheer for me? I know you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think success is really about freedom of choice. I love that. I love that. Couldn't agree more. So let me ask you, if somebody wants to, and I'm sure there are people who would love to connect with you, where is the best place for them to do that? How can they get in touch with you? The best place I would say is they can either send me an email, alice at bunfestivefabulous.com, or you can reach out to me on Facebook, and it's Alice White Hinkley. You know, just send me a direct message and let's get to know each other. I would love that. Yeah. And um, you can always see my products, obviously, by visiting funfestivefabulous.com. 
Um, but I would love to connect. You, know, you just never know who the next person in your life is going to be that you can really make a difference for them. And my word for this year, Kathy, is SOAR, S-O-A-R. Yeah. And um, so I'm all about this year helping as many women soar in their lives as possible. Oh, I love that. I love that, Alice. I love you. You are such an inspiration. You are an amazing oh, woman. And the way you connect and support others is just uh, so inspiring. So I appreciate you and, and thrilled to have you on the show today. Let me ask you my final question. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Ready? Okay. What makes you a yes, I can woman? I'm a yes, I can woman because I know that if I'm supposed to be doing something, if I've been guided down that path, that if I take the first step, that the light will be shined on the next steps after that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one of my favorite sayings comes from a book or a minister, his name's Mark Batterson, and it, mm -hmm. I read it first in his book, The Circle Maker, but I hear him say often, and it's, you know, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. Yep. So I believe to be a yes, I can person, once you see the direction you're supposed to go, you have to take the first action yep. and then let the next step and the next step and the next step be revealed to you. So I think that saying yes, I can, when you take that first step of faith towards something that you feel like is going to, you know, be a part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I love Mark Batterson. And I actually have that uh, written on a post-it note. <laughs> we still got to do the work. We can pray yes. hard, but we still have to do the work. Yeah, That's right. Take that first step. Love exactly. it. Awesome. Well, Alice, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your brilliance. Um, I hope our listeners will connect. Be sure to connect with Alice. Go and um, look for her social media or I'd say it was fun, fun, festivefabulous.com right okay festivefabulous.com and if you reach out to me on facebook i'll invite you to our wonderful be colorful be you community where we uplift women and share about our products too it's really more about encouragement and relationships and empowering Love it. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. I know you've got a couple of takeaways. Even if you're not in the marketing business, in the network marketing business, there were lots of takeaways to take today. Until our next episode, I hope you have a great day and remember to live your Yes I Can life. Bye-bye. <laughs>